You're listening to the Third Cup of Coffee podcast. Good day, podcast listeners, and welcome to what is not the third cup of coffee. I know, I know, you're listening to the music, and you're saying, surely this is the third cup of coffee, but it's not. Published that earlier this week, uh, but wanted to dive in with a second quick podcast today. It is a gorgeous near end of summer day and looking forward to fall. Uh, we have moved in the last year and it didn't really sink into me until a couple of weeks ago where we have moved. I mean, I knew where we had moved, but I did not understand the significance of it. We moved within like a two minute drive of Dunn's Cider Mill. Now, if you're not familiar with Dunn's Cider Mill, it is a place of pilgrimage every fall. Amazing apple cider donuts and uh, apple cider, and it's just, it's phenomenal. And of course, last year, uh, with COVID and everything being so crazy, uh, they didn't really open the way they normally do. They sold bags of donuts at the curb. You could pull into the little farm and make a little loop and and pick up your your bag of donuts, as opposed to standing in line for 45 minutes behind every white girl from southern Johnson County. Uh, It was actually better. It It was way better to do it that way. But it was so sweet. I remember we pulled through and uh, the young woman who was serving the donuts with her parents there uh, thanked us for supporting her parents' family business. She's like, thank you so much in these times you would support the family business. And I'm, I didn't say it at the time, but I'm thinking, lady, you're selling crack in the form of donuts. Okay, we are here for you, lady. Yes, we love your parents. We love the family business, but Give me the bag. Just give me the bag. So it was good. We were only two minutes away from there, and uh, I, I imagine we'll make a few trips. I just kind of think we will. For those of you who are listening to the audio version, the periodic pauses are normally when I'm drinking coffee. This is not just the third cup of coffee. After all, this is probably the fourth or fifth for the day. I've been really, really cranking them in. Uh, normally, the third cup of coffee podcast are a couple of remarks in the teaching from the bridge of that week. Now, this is a one-off. This is a non-numbered podcast. I'm also trying video for the first time. I've never really tried this before, and it may be awful. I don't know if anybody wants to watch me do this. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to me do this, but here we are. This is not an official episode. This is not me teaching from the podium. This is you and I enjoying a cup of coffee, and uh, I'm doing this for a couple of different reasons. One, uh, I've got a little bit of time just at the moment, and I'm thinking about some stuff that are not all directly uh, ministry-related that I want to just kind of share on a little bit, and also to talk about the upcoming episodes of the podcast and how they're going to be a little little bit different. First of all, just things on my mind today. As I am watching uh, the chaos continue to unfold at the Kabul airport, really across Afghanistan, we think it's at the airport. Do you think things are better at the quick trip in Afghanistan? I'm guessing the airport may be the most controlled environment in Afghanistan right now. And as we are praying to help get people out, and it's, um, didn't have to be this way. And uh, I don't want to place all of the blame on one administration. Uh, Certainly, this is a long and evolved problem. Uh, Certainly, the former president set this deadline, and now this president is choosing to keep it. He's not not obligated. He kind of is the president. What a disaster. And uh, I'm just, I'm sad for the people of Afghanistan although I'm excited about what I'm hearing is happening in the church in the way of growth. Second, 
fastest growing church in the world. Not congregation, I mean the expansion of the kingdom, second fastest in Afghanistan, only nudged out of first place by Iran, who is sending missionaries to Afghanistan. The gospel is so much bigger and more effective than we think it is in our little context. So, excited about that. I am also excited to watch for the Amazon truck. Um, Usually you can see it coming. Uh, And the reason I'm excited about this is I'm getting a package today, hopefully today. You'll know. I will post photos of this quickly. Um, From Steve Shogren, Steve's longtime friend, mentor, advisor, co-conspirator, alibi, a huge role in my life. And, you know, Steve went through some some difficult times, and, and he's told me many times that in times of high stress, which I feel like I've been in for a while now, he would go shooting. And I, you know, as the story goes, he started with 22 shells and then moved up to 38s, and then he was shooting 45s and then 50 calibers. And uh, eventually he found himself at the range, you know, just going through box after box of shotgun shell. And that was kind of how he coped. And so he's, he's got some mechanisms built in that he uses to deal with stress. And we talked the other day about some things that kind of I was facing, and, and he says, I, I, I think I, I need to get you something. And so yesterday, a case of tennis balls arrives at my door. Not a huge case, but more tennis balls than I've ever purchased at one time. And uh, I get a text from him immediately that says, Amazon says the tennis balls got there. I said, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, he said, well, the rest of it's coming tomorrow. And, and I come to find out what he's sending me is a potato gun. Like, a, a, it's powered by hairspray. Squirt a little hairspray in there and seal it tight. And don't try this at home, kids. Pull the trigger, boom, and it'll shoot a tennis ball, I don't know, maybe 100 yards, 150 yards. Um, I'm pretty excited about this, and I'm going to fire it off my deck. I promise you I'm going to fire it right off my deck. Cannot wait. Waiting for the Amazon truck. But that's not the most important part of what we want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the next four weeks, at the, not five weeks, at the bridge. I'm speaking on Sunday on part two of a message about being people of God's presence and uh, the characteristics of people who prioritize the presence of God over everything else. Uh, even in contrast to some other people, there is this crazy story where David gets reprimanded by his wife, who is coincidentally the daughter of Saul. And what she's essentially saying is, my dad wouldn't have done it that way. Well, yeah, Tets, your dad wouldn't have done it that way. In fact, your dad, well, that's a whole different story. We'll get into it on Sunday. So I'm teaching on Sunday about that. But then through September, we're going into a four-week series that we're calling Voices. Uh, we have a an unusual number of people in the body at the bridge who are really capable teachers. I don't mean like they can do it okay. I mean, they've pastored or they've served in leadership roles, and they're really, really good teachers. And so we're going to take four weeks and listen to those voices, just to kind of collectively hear what the Lord is saying to all of us. And I'm really, really excited about that. I think it's going to be good. It also coincides with uh, a bit of a teaching break that I felt that I needed to take. I have taught 98 times in two years. I mean, standalone, completely unique messages. Very little recap from the previous week. Uh, Very little, I told you this story before, but I'm telling it again. 98 full-on messages that I write out. Um, 
I don't know how you guys do outline stuff. I can't do it. I, I literally write out exactly. If I say, hi, my name is Randy, it's probably in the notes somewhere. And I don't read it, but I have to write it in order to be able to teach it. So I write these out, and they're 4,000 to 4,500 words, uh, which has turned out to be a lot of words, um, somewhere around 400,000 in two years. You know, I've been joking with people that Eric Metaxas' book, um, Bonhoeffer, is 200,000 words. So I, I've written Bonhoeffer two years in a row, in essence. I mean, not even remotely true, but you know what I'm saying. I've written a lot, and so it's time for me to take a break. One of the pictures that I have in my mind relates to a car that my father-in-law had when Kelsey and I got married way back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. My father-in-law had a brand new, this would have been like 1989, brand new Saab Coupe Turbo. Now, if some of you don't even know what a Saab is, uh, they were unbelievably cool cars and uh, made in Scandinavia uh, they also made fighter planes, and so the cars were quirky. The key went in between the seats rather than, than into the dash and uh, had a little four-cylinder turbo, and it spun at incredibly high rates of speed. And my father-in-law learned that at times, if you had been driving the car hard, when you got back to the driveway, you couldn't just shut it off and walk away. You had to sit there and let the turbo slow down and quit spinning because if you shut it off, the oil would all drain out of it, and that thing would still be spinning, and you'd burn, burn the turbo out. Okay, put that, that story kind of on the shelf here just a little bit. My greatest joy on a weekly basis, other than being with my family, is the opportunity and the privilege to teach. I absolutely love it. I don't know if I'm good at it, uh, but I love it. And uh, I, I have done a lot of it, and I've enjoyed a lot of it. And it's a hard thing not for me to do. Um, when I am thinking and reading and talking, I'm always thinking about the next message. I'm always thinking about uh, how do I relay what I'm learning to the people that I love. And so in that, in doing it 98 times at the rate that I do it and the way that I do it, um, I'm a little tired. Uh, so tired that a couple of weeks ago, I'm sitting on the front row before church starts. And I'm going through my notes because I'm always editing. And I, I, I run across a passage and I thought... I would not say that if I weren't so tired. Like, that's, that's a little sloppy. And that's a little, yeah, I don't want to say that. And so I pull out my pen and, you know, X it all up, and I, I, I cut it. But I got thinking about, I don't want to say things that I'm because I'm tired that I wouldn't say if I was sharp. I just, that's not a good thing. It's time to take a, take a little bit of a break. Um, it's been a difficult two years for everyone. Certainly has for Kelsey and I. And, uh, and not, not between Kelsey and I, but just, I mean, in, in family life and in ministry life has been a real challenge. And so I am taking time, uh, and I'm not going to teach. I'm not really taking a sabbatical. I don't think I'm going anywhere. Uh, but I am going to not teach for four weeks and invest that time that I would spend writing and praying and studying about what I was teaching just to uh, pray and walk and uh, kind of let the turbo spool down a little bit before uh, I realize I'm out of oil and I can't start again. So that's the plan. Podcasts will continue. Uh, they will continue to be teaching from the bridge, these four messages that I'm looking forward to hearing from those of us uh, within our body who are really great teachers. I may hop on and do a couple of these. I'm not sure yet, uh, but I may throw a few in just because I really enjoy doing them. But really, time to dial down lest I run out of oil. That's it. 
peace out. Take care of yourself, friends. Life is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And the best is yet to come.